Welcome to the Master in a Game podcast with me, your host, Drew Broughton. I was really passionate about setting up a series of conversations which I felt would offer identification, hope, strength, and a guiding light to many. Mastering your inner game is not an easy path. It's not one that's about achieving money or status. It's about constantly looking in the mirror and improving the areas of ourselves that are stopping us, prohibiting us from fulfilling who we are at a core level. In relationships, in business, in sport, in all areas of our lives. There are many tools used when trying to become the best version of ourselves. Honesty and vulnerability, two of the most powerful. To be completely authentic. If there's one thing I've learned about my journey of nearly 30 years now in professional sport and self-development, it's that being truly authentic is the key. If you feel inspired, get identification, or feel passionate about anything you've heard here in these conversations, then please reach out to me. Also, use your own social media to spread the message. The true strength, true performance, lies in honesty, authenticity, and vulnerability. Enjoy listening. So welcome to another episode of The, the Gift is the Curse. Um, Today we're, we're, in, we're in a beautiful setting. We're in Alanya Castle in Alanya, Turkey. Um, 10 hectares of a peninsula um, dating back to 400 years um, before Christ. Um, it was a major area for, 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 port, for the port and, and for trading back in that day. So it's a beautiful setting. We're overlooking the Mediterranean at the moment and, and it couldn't be anywhere better um, for, this particular, for this particular podcast. When I set my series up, I decided that it was motivated, actually inspired by a couple of people. And, my next guest actually is one of the people that really inspired it. Um, so basically, he, he's, he's a Premier League footballer, uh, played across a host of clubs, 27 years of age now, nearly, nearly 230 appearances, representing the likes of Tottenham, QPR, Liverpool, Southampton, Cardiff, Swansea, and a host of other clubs. With today, we're sitting here as, as, he, as he currently plays for Alanya Spor in Turkey, and it's been a hell of a journey to get here. Stephen Kulka is uh, one of the most com- complex characters I've met. Um, <laughs> but 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 one I can really relate to, and, and and like I say, it's motivated this podcast. The gift is the curse, because as I've been coaching in, in the performance world now, I'm more and more I see these kind of characters, and 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 actually, they're oftentimes the real game changers. Steve, uh, before I start, I, I was making some notes on the plane as I came over here, and uh, I was listening to some music, and I was sitting there and I was thinking, who is who is Steve? Like, I know him on a level where where potentially, uh, as we'll explain as we go through this, is, is, is a deeper level. And I started writing some things down. So I've got, y- I've got here, um, he's aggressive yet gentle. He's loud yet quiet. Intelligent yet ignorant. Big yet small. Strong yet weak. Selfish yet selfless. Arrogant yet humble. Complex yet simple. Fearless yet full of fear. A lion yet a sheep. It's hard to believe I'm still single. <laughs> so, good afternoon, mate. And how are you? And and how did those comments make you feel? What What's your thoughts on those? Um, I've, yeah, I think they're fairly accurate. Um, on on each given day, um, I can be all of those. Um, and it's it's been a journey, um, a long journey, uh, a tough journey to 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 get to a place where um, I would now say I'm. A lot more consistent in in being the the good side of that list, um, and it's it's a nice place. It's a it's a it's a humbling place, um, but it's it's taken a, a lot of pain um, and I'd say a lot of a lot of bad experiences along the way to to sort of get here. 
It's funny, isn't it? As I just look back through that list, and I can relate to so many of them. I can be aggressive <laughs> in the way I am and, and the way I pursue things, yet, you know, with my daughter, with things like that, I can be so gentle. And I've seen you with your son, it's the same, isn't it? It's, and, and when I thought about this podcast series, it obviously reflected my life, and I thought I came across these kind of characters. And I say you're one of the most complex I've met because out of all the clients that I've had over years, and, and you're, you're, you're a friend I, I consider you now, the, the, the funny thing is how you're pursued on the outside, yet how I see you. You're one of the only clients who sends me happy Christmas, thanks for all your work. You send me present, your present at Christmas, lovely present you sent me. Yeah. I've seen you with your son. There's this amazing human being inside, yet there's this animal inside and this lion that, that, that if crossed on a, on a football pitch, off a football pitch, in the pursuit of winning, which I can, is, is, is ferocious. I wanted, to, I wanted to start there. I want you to go back, if you can, to, to a young guy and, and and when was the first time you can recall feeling different feeling there's something in you that's school athletics football work work tell me probably have to go back to um well so when i first started playing football i'd say when i uh, was going along to to brentford um just just on a on a saturday um you know f- i must have been seven or eight years of age um my first week i, I won the uh I don't know, player of the day, whatever award you want, you know, want to call it at that age. Um, I won it and it gave me an amazing feeling and um, I wasn't expecting it. It was my first sort of time playing football and, and um, especially in a competitive environment, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I had there with no expectation, but I felt um, after that moment, I, I felt like I wanted it again. Um, and I searched for that moment again and again and again. Um, sometimes I got it, um, but more often than not, um, I find in football that you 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 fall short of that mark. You know, it's a team game. Um, the team could lose. Um, you can make a mistake. Um, you might you might not get picked. Whatever it is, um, anything less than that sort of player of the day, man of the match, um, in my eyes was was failure. Um, you know, when I when I did cross country, um, anything short of of first was a loss. Um, there was you know I've come off the come off the track and you know my mum's there or, or my dad's there whoever's there that day it's I've got my head down don't want to speak you know it's like I want to win um in, ev- in everything and uh I I think over the years um that was probably the toughest part of being part of a team game is is, is having to deal with, with with losing I think it's fascinating so remind me of that moment how old were you then when you uh, six or seven six or seven years yeah. of age so six or seven years of age <laughs> and this is the thing isn't it to, to to receive that man of the day, you didn't do anything. No, no. What did you do? Well, just I just <laughs> I got the ball and 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 ran with it. You know, like um, it was all natural. It was all it was all what, what came natural to me. You know, and it was like uh, at the age, there was no pressure on me. Um, you know, there was no expectation. Um, there was no nothing, and I went out there and I was free, and and I really enjoyed that. Um, but that was that was soon followed by um, by trials at Brentford. Um, Very quickly, so I don't want to lose that mm. moment. After that moment, you just said something really poignant. You said you you, f- you felt the power of that moment being the main guy. Yeah, and you wanted it again. Like you, yeah. you you, already, you remember that at that age yeah. wanting that feeling again, wanting it all the time. Yeah, mm. um, in everything, and it it can be playing PlayStation, it can be bowling, it could be, you know, table tennis at the training ground, whatever it is, I, I want to be number one and I want that feeling again and again. And uh, football was uh, my number one sport. It was it was what I loved the most. Uh, I, co- I competed at a, a fairly high level in athletics, but 
football was the one that always gave me that that adrenaline rush, that real buzz, you know. Um, growing up watching the likes of Henri, um, you know, and then in the later in time, sort of started watching Ledley King at the back and, you know, the Rios of this world. Like, uh, I've loved, loved, loved football. Um, and that's that's who I wanted to be. But there's been a lot, a, a large period in the last 10 years of my career where, where I could say I haven't enjoyed football. It was funny, I, you know, I remember... Um we were in the woods what a couple of years ago, and, and we were a Sunday morning with your family. And your uh, your dad was doing a great thing when he was running off and putting um, coins yeah. in the trees. Uh, yeah. and, and I said, "What's he doing?" He said, "Oh, he'll hide them in the where there's like the log houses, and the kids go over there, the gruffalo, and yeah. get some money and w- whatever it was, twenty, thirty p." And there was one at the end where your your son had gone over, and and he and he w- we were walking on, and he was sat there. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, st- y- y- your son," and you were like. <laughs> Now I, I know what's happened, and I said, well, "What's happened?" He's like, "Well, the girls got there first, got the money, yeah, and he's now that angry that he lost. He'll have lied about <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have. Or remind me, yeah, he, he said they, that he hadn't got anything, uh, which wasn't wasn't the case. They'd, they'd shared with him, but because he hadn't found it first and got that um, praise from everybody, he he, he was upset. He, yeah, he there was he is, six years of age, a beautiful little boy, well mannered, well brought up." Um, yeah, that I remember just that day. I just thinking, there it is. You know, people <laughs> yeah. talk about nature and nurture. I think a combination of both, but certainly this. F- for what I want to dig into the, into the series with yourself and others is is the nature part of it. Yeah. Who are we at source? Piecing it together, realizing that actually there's this this animal inside. Let's move forward. So you obviously you're six, seven, eight years of age. Mm. Let's skip forward now to to when you when you joined a professional football club. When, that wasn't until that wasn't until fifteen. Um, I think we're we're probably skipping a a, a large a large part of um, my my life there in a way because okay. um, I went from trial to trial to trial during that period, um, starting with Brentford. Um, Do you remember putting your pressure on yourself going it, to the trial? Immense, immense pressure, feeling? immense pressure. Um, what were the voices? Uh, fear, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. Like. Um, in particular at Brentford, I remember getting told at Brentford uh, got two left feet. You know, <laughs> that was that was seven or eight maybe. Um, then went on to Reading, um, spent six weeks there on trial. Um, never told no, but never told yes. Mm. Just just turning up, turning up, turning up. Um, and it's very hard at that age. You feel like an outsider. You know, they're all there with the kit on, the numbers. Maybe the initials and age. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. But but you're there in in your sports direct kit. Do you mean, you, you know, what you've pieced together, you know, your mum's pieced together for that for that day, whatever's out the washing. So it, it you feel an outsider and um, it was a difficult, difficult time. And I went on trial there for about six, seven weeks and I, I just said to my dad one day, I, I don't want to go again. I, I, I don't want to go because again. Because? I, I felt, um, just, I just really, really wasn't enjoying it. I just really wasn't enjoying it. Like, I, you know, Sunday League, I was absolutely loving. I was part of a team. Um, you know, I could be myself. And I felt like I went to Reading and um, there's this this pressure that, you know, you're on trial. You've got to be the one to, to show them how good you are. And it's like that constant pressure. Um, and then that, that's where it turns into the winning and losing because I feel like then when the team loses in it with a friendly game training or whatever you feel hard oh, they're gonna they're gonna think I'm not good enough now and and I'll just go into that that thought process all the time um and I, and I just wanted out I just wanted out and it, it's bit that's been a big big factor of my life um why I've had so many clubs because mm. I just want I just I just wanted out whenever it got like that I just felt I feel things on a real real deep level mm. and the pain um 
and the shame and the embarrassment is is that severe. Um, I, I, I wanted to change that, and at that age, I changed it by 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 not going. Um, and that was followed by Chelsea, Southampton, QPR, actually, uh, where I later ended up. Mm -hmm. And one day went to Tottenham, 15 years of age, um, had the wrong boots when I turned up for training. Um, just completely unprepared. I think I even got a uh, Burger King on the way there. Just really laid back. You know, my dad already said to me, look, Tottenham's the other side of London. How are we going to get there? It's impossible. I'm working. Your mum's working full time. It's impossible to get to. And, and I... I was free because of that. It was almost like my dad's almost said, this is just a free shot, you know, just go and, and see what they've got to say. And uh, got signed after that day. And just just literally off the back of going there one day with the wrong boots on, you know. And looking back now, you can articulate that brilliantly and I agree with you. The mm -hmm. pressure was all taken off. The expectancy was taken yeah. away. Understanding that as you go on and become a man, understanding yeah. how you got that state of mind. Yeah. The same state of mind, by the way, I heard, you know, I've just gained in talking to you now about that you had at six or seven that same state of mind that actually that's why I asked you what, what happened you said I just turned up yeah and yeah. you won yeah and you turned up again without pressure yeah best player taken on yeah yeah exactly that and I felt <coughs> you know I felt um you know I, I, I did struggle throughout my youth team days I feel like although they were very successful I felt really really anxious before games really really anxious um Never felt good enough. Always felt I'm at Tottenham. You know, some of these boys are on pro contracts. They're earning crazy money. They've got Range Rovers. They've got this. They've got that. Um, I come from a very humble background. You know, that was definitely, definitely not part of my life, uh, my upbringing. And um, it was just surreal. And I, ne I never felt part of that. And it was a real, real battle to um, to go out there and perform. But it just kind of happened. One foot in front of the other. It, it just began to happen. Well, let's hang on there. Because... You might be wrong. Maybe it just did, did happen. Or, but but let's be more specific. Mm. Let's go back to a period. What, okay, so your first year in the in the in the building full time, sixteen. Sixteen, yeah, sixteen, sixteen, no, no, sixteen. 16. Yeah. What are the thoughts? Training games, thoughts, feelings. The thoughts was, was was I mean, um, with with the youth team, I was okay. I knew these players. Mm -hmm. They knew I was good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, they knew, oh, no, they, they, they've seen me play. Didn't have to prove anything to them. Therefore, I can go and be me again. When I was stepped up with the reserves, which happened because I was doing very well at, at youth team level, I was, yeah, I was pushed into reserves. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, well, I've got to give more. I mean, the reserve team at the time was, was a very, very strong reserve team. You know, Giovanni De Santos, David Bentley, uh, Dal Tarabat, mm -hmm. uh, the list goes on, Pavlichenko. There was, there was a real, there was strong a real, players. yeah, strong, strong squad. Um, and I found that was a... Uh, I felt I was challenging. I felt I was really challenging going up the reserves. And, and sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't. And it's like you said, I didn't have the formula. I didn't know why some days I was good and why some days I froze. I, I didn't know at the time what it what, was. What I find interesting is you said the minute you jumped up there, and it's something I can relate to totally, had the same journey actually at Norwich, thought I've got to do more now. Yeah. There's a, it's like, okay, I'm stepped up, so I've got to do more. Yeah. I think that's put on you by the coaches as well, isn't it? I feel I like coaches, parents, whoever it is. Well, they uh, say, don't they? I remember the messages going, yeah. You've, yeah. you're competing against X and Y yeah, now yeah. and you've got... Yeah, that's it. You've, you've, you've got to make sure you're at it today. You've got to make sure you you know, eat right today. You've got to make sure you go to bed early today. You know, all, all them things, it's it's adding to that, oh, today's a big day, today's a big day. And it's like, with that going 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 on in your head, uh, or in my head, I should say, um, it, was, it, was, it was almost... Uh, a flip of a coin. It, there was, there was no. What did you do with those feelings? At the time, um, 
when you started to step up and you started to sit in those dress rooms at the reserves and you, I don't know, I, I remember I was feeling yeah. terrified. Yeah. Sickness in my stomach, got to play well. Yeah. Got to show them I'm good enough. Yeah. Got to get a contract, got to, what, yeah. what did you do? How did you cope? What did you? I, I, I don't have the answer, you know. I, I look back now and I think I don't know what I did at, at that time. Um, I, I, I don't know because there were some days where I could over excuse me, I could overcome it. Mm. And there were some days where I, I would freeze. And um, I feel I feel looking back now, um, my escapism, if you like, to, to, to almost get the, the, the pressure off me um, would, would be gambling. You know, that was probably my first taste of, um, you know, gambling. And, and, and it was a, it was an escape. It was, it was something I could go and do where the second I've placed that bet, all I care about is that bet. I no longer have the fear and worry about football. And how big was the fear and worry about football? It was. I don't was, want to skim over it because it's such an important. It point was massive because, like I said, from from a very young age, football football was everything for me. Football was was absolutely everything. First love. Um, first love. Every every summer holiday, I would I would be playing football from nine a.m. in the morning until nine p.m. at night. You know, it, it was that intense. It was twelve hours a day. It, you know, I'd have my iron brew and my wham bar, and it was that was me just keep going and going and going. And um, interestingly, my parents whenever. I would mess up at school. My my punishment was being grounded yeah, me too, because yeah. because that took away that, and they knew you could hit me, you could whatever. Back in the day, that was that that wouldn't that was uh, that was nothing to me really. To be honest with you, that that's okay. It stings a little bit, but it's take away my football, then it's a problem, you know. Then I really learn. Um, it's, it's, some, it's such a good point, and uh, I've got some notes here about how I thought this would go, and uh, as, a, as often ways, it's it's gone to a place actually that I forgot to that I wanted it mm. to go, and that is that. I felt for me, and I feel it's a major issue at the moment, isn't it? People are talking about mental health in football and people are talking about all the issues and not producing players and players not coping and all this stuff. You've, you've said it brilliantly and I felt it. Football was my first love. Forget girls. But if I look at how that felt when I broke up with my first girlfriend, the, the, the pain it feels when you know it's coming to an end and, and the loneliness... Football is so different from every, any under, other industry because it's got that grip of love on you. You're not going into a job. Yeah. You're pursuing your love. Yeah. Football's your wife, yeah. if you like. Yeah. You know, and she's always letting you down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. She's, I, I compared it to the day. I said it's, it's like being absolutely head over heels in love. And, some, and, and you know, when, you, when you're absolutely perfect, best guy ever, you put the bins out, you make a dinner, the flowers, you, you're the best, best make her a bath, do everything, yeah. listen, do everything. Then she'll say she loves you. Yeah. But you drop off it slightly. <laughs> it's not even <laughs> a slight turn of the back. Yeah. Well, just, it, it, it would be the similar, ignore you, not come your home, not take your calls. Yeah. I feel do football, you relate to that? Do you, I, I feel... Something came to me recently. I feel, I feel, in the terms of what you're speaking about there, the, the ruthlessness of it, absolutely. I feel that... Um, the second you step off the pace, the second you you know don't turn up to training, um, the second you have a lacking form, most coaches, although they would hate to admit it, spit you out. Yeah. You know they they they, they do drop you like the wind. You know um, a lot of uh, coaches w would disagree with that, but I think that that's probably a large lack of dishonesty on, on their behalf. Um, you know, having been a player for a long time, been at a lot of clubs, know a lot of people. We all feel the same as players. You well, know, I think my we, podcast series will reveal that with yeah. the footballers I do yeah. it with. Yeah. It, I think everyone will reveal the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's that knowing that uh, at any given moment you could be dropped, mm. um, and it could all be taken from you. Yeah. So it's like that. 
that win on a Saturday, that high, um, it, it, can, it can soon be taken away. Um, and it can be taken away by, by sometimes by something you do, but, but sometimes it could be tactical. Um, but if that's not explained to you, I feel I went home and uh, would take it very, very personal. Um, I would say up until the last year, year and a half, I've mm. never seen football as a job. Um, you know, people have always said to me, like, you earn really good money. Yeah. Just go into work. You work three, four hours a day. Go in, you know, do your training. Don't say nothing to the manager. Get your head down. Come home. You know, you've got a nice life here. You've got a nice house. It, not, that meant nothing to me. Because, you're, absolutely. because you're in love. I, I, of course, and I wanted, I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the best. It's like, so being... Football has the power to make you or break you in terms of that emotion, right? Yeah, I would definitely say so. I feel like the, the emotion football gives me was is a high that <laughs> well, no casino could ever give me mm. you know no casino could ever give me that high um anything i don't forget i mean my my son my son could give me that high i think it's a different kind of high yeah but it's uh it's a fulfillment you know like with with mm. my son um i feel fulfilled yeah. um and there's certain games where i feel like i'm fulfilling my potential mm. um but more often than not it, you know, in the last few years in particular, I felt like I felt very short of that, and um, I had to make some big decisions along the way because um, I felt like my career was going down a path where it's not where I wanted to be. It's not where I felt my calling was. It's not where I felt like I, I didn't spend however many years it was training as a kid to just let it all go. You know, just 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 earn a living, like people say. Like that's. No, no, and like, that was a pain you had in, in in the darkness of night. Sometimes, yeah, you know, and that's not a pain that's you just drive you along one day. That's that's that's, that's brutal. A pain that's, that's that's brutal. That keeps you up. That keeps you up at night. That keeps nights. you up. At, that's that's the three a.m. wake up call where you you're, you're there and it's like wow, you know, that, that's a very very lonely place. Um, and I had that for for a lot. I mean, I've been you know, unemployed for for six seven months. Um, I, I want to you know. go up before, because mm -hmm. you're covering some brilliant things. My big thing, and it has been in, in doing this now for a few years, is trust. Trust is the most important thing. I look, we'll go on in the second half of this to talk about the 12-step recovery process and, and, and learning to love yourself and trust yourself again. I, I didn't have any trust for myself for years. It was taken from me, I believe. Um, so if I didn't trust myself, I wouldn't trust others. That was a deep insecurity in myself. That trust, I, for me, football took that trust. I, could ne I learned very quick I couldn't trust my mm. coaches yeah many times they would say just trust me yeah many times yeah. I, I gave my heart away and had it stamped on within yeah. two two days yeah that I could definitely relate to okay so when trust is broken in a relationship with a partner or you're a father I'm a father if I tell my daughter I'm going to pick her up from school or, and don't come I would mm. never ever do that yeah hell freeze over before I do that yeah because I realise if I break that trust yeah it's a slow yeah loss of Self, isn't it? Do yeah. you think? Can you I would say so. I feel with um, you know my own experiences of of, of managers breaking trust, um, directors, agents breaking trust. Um, it, it, it first of all, it came as a shock yeah. at, at the very start from a young age. Because you're a good human being, and you more and you've been morally well brought up, right? Exactly that. Um, I've, I don't feel my dad's ever lied to me. I don't That's feel like my mom's ever lied to me. Um, and I feel my first real insight to that my first real experience was not until 20 um i'd spent a year at yeovil played every game a year at bristol city played every game and a year at swansea played every game i'd never experienced a manager 
who, you know, squad rotation, um, you know, everything I was fit for, I should say. You know, I've never experienced a manager that that, um, that would tell me something different. And I came back to Tottenham that year and um, I was told, don't go to the Olympics. If you go to the Olympics, you know, you're going to miss pre-season here and, you know, that's going to be um, set you back. So I said, no, I want to go and speak to the manager. The manager was Villas Boas at the time. Um, he just he just just signed. Uh, he said, no problem, Stephen. You go. That's fine. Um, come back at the start of the season, and uh, you'll you'll be one of my three centre halves. So okay, no problem. I went, had a great Olympics. Really enjoyed it. Came back, first game of the season. I'm um, expected to be on the bench as the third centre half. I was up in the stands. That was my first experience then of I don't understand because he's told me this and, and now he's doing this. Yeah. You know, um, but there was, was no there no communication. There's no communication, but over the years I've learned that he could have many reasons as to why sure. he's had to do that. And I don't judge him for that anymore, you know, and I don't blame him for that anymore. Um, he could have, uh, you know, there's multiple reasons. I don't need to go into it. There's multiple reasons as to why he could have chose to put somebody else sure. there ahead of me. But I took it that personally. Um, to me, it was, th that was it. Yeah, My season was over. Mm -hmm. First game of the season away to Newcastle, sat in the stands with uh, Danny Rose at the time. My season was over. I was, that's it now. That's it. That's me and him finished. Um, and I carried that mentality throughout the season. And I mean, looking back at it now, one, how immature, uh, how emotionally immature. Um, and two, it's, it's how silly, like, to have that conversation with him and ask him for his reasons, you know, because, okay, you could say in a... Um, in a perfect world, he could explain to me, but there's also my, my part in that. I could go and ask him for an explanation, you know, and often I wouldn't do that. I would make assumptions and... Well, let's jump on that. So mm. did you ever go and ask a manager and did you, did you, do you really believe? Because I, I, I did many times, but I'm not sure I ever got the real truth. Yeah, I would say I've had that. I've had that where I've knocked on the door and I've asked why it is um, I'm not playing or what I've got to do to play. Um, and... Yeah, I would say often they have, they have just said, oh, no, it's, you know, it's just a matter of time. You will play, just be patient, blah, blah. And you soon realise that, that that isn't the full truth. And, um, and, and again, I think it's, the podcast series is not in any way about football or, or football managers or, or, or anything to do with the game. It's more, I, I'm fascinated with human beings and this winning mentality of elite players and leaders in all walks of life. And that mindset, you said something earlier that you said um, you... You, you could go and ask him and owning your part in stuff, which yeah. I understand totally and I agree with. But there's also a responsibility from a, from, from leaders mm -hmm. and, and now coaching a couple in the business world and other things. And they, they've both both said to me, to two of the guys, I cannot believe how needy a lot of the staff are. Mm. They, they, they need my constant, they need that look yeah. across the office of acknowledgement. They need that morning, they need that. Yeah. I, can't, I can't believe it. I yeah. said, please understand. I said, mm. in their heads, you have the power yeah. to make them or break them, promote yeah. them, change their life, put them in the team. Yeah. It's a very powerful power. Yeah. Yeah. I said, own it. And, and you you talk about profits and you want to be ultimately successful. Yeah. That's how easy it is. Yeah. Forget the rocket science. Yeah. Make them feel yeah. like you really appreciate them. Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Don't lie to them. Yeah. You know, be honest. They can handle it. Yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would completely agree. And, and it's... It's definitely something I've asked for. It's definitely something that I would I would like to be. If I was a coach, that's some, that's someone who I'd be. So it's who I am as a person. Um, because you're really sensitive and you you, yeah, you pick up the vibes. I feel things. Yeah, of course I feel things. I mean, I've I've had it. Um, you know, of course, my career. I've I've got in. Um, I've got in the lift with a manager, and the, the manager's <laughs> just looked at the floor. <laughs> yeah. You know, not even a, a good morning. No. You know, and it's like. 
it's very awkward you know i i would say good morning to a to a stranger in the lift mm. never mind you know your 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 coach um so things like that make me feel unwanted um makes me feel alone um you know ma- makes me feel uncomfortable basically and and then i question you know because uh, yeah, because it creates doubt it creates doubt and i and i question well why why you know what have i done what what's this what's that um and that's 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 pretty much been been the the emotional journey i've been on um a lot of it in questioning myself you know over the years i don't think it's i could name every coach i've worked under i've worked on some great coaches i've worked under some coaches who are who who i think you know obviously we're on a journey and we're learning themselves but it's it's all irrelevant they're all irrelevant the clubs are relevant the fans are irrelevant like it's all it's all about um you know yeah myself and 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 how i how I act and how I, you know, how I, my outlook on the world. Um, well, well, I totally mm. agree with you. And we're going to talk about that in the second half of this, about the, the, the actual going into that journey back to self and, mm. and the escapism from self. But one thing I, m- I must say is that the big, the big thing I, I'd, I'd love to see change in coach education, certainly in football, is, is there to be an understanding with the, the, the governing board, the FA, if you like, of, of, in the coaching licenses and understanding that actually I, I, feel, I feel sorry for a lot of my ex-managers they're out of work. Yeah. It's all. The, it's the only career they know. Yeah. They're probably very depressed. A lot of them. Yeah. They're probably struggling to 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 have the lifestyle they had or yeah. provide for the family. And I, I have massive empathy for them, but they didn't know how to deal with their fear. Yeah. They didn't know how to deal with their voices. Yeah. They didn't know how to deal with their feelings. Yeah. And they go quiet. Yeah. In relationships, I know you'll relate to this. Yeah. I certainly, in my second marriage, I'm not perfect. In yeah. this one now, I'm not perfect, but. You know, I was asked the other day by my wife, am I looking forward to having my new child? And I, I said, no, I'm not excited. I went on to add that it's, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So the excitement and the love and the buzz was taken away by fear. Yeah. I was scared of the change in our life, the sleepless nights, the yeah. extra financial responsibility. So fear was taking away my joy. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I'll work through that. And of course, it will shift. Yeah. But I was okay to feel that way. Yeah. And I learned in football, you're not okay to feel yeah you're not okay to, to to talk like that yeah <laughs> i think obviously a lot's been said um over the last year or so about things being changed um with the pfa um you know the newspapers wh- whatever a lot's being said i i don't really know how much is being done and how much is being no. taken on board um because it's changing human it's changing the fear inside humans, yeah. which is a tough problem. Yeah, from my experience, going back into football after after doing the article um, in which I spoke. Well, I, I want to cut you off there because this yeah. is the, the first episode, the first part of this yeah. has been fantastic. We've we've dealt into your career and the mindset. Yeah. As we move into the second half, we'll take a short break. Okay, we're going to go into that article and, yeah. and and now the journey back. You've been through the twelve step fellowships and this journey through fear. Yeah, back to who you are today. Yeah, this podcast is brought to you in association with the Turmeric Company. With unique extracting technique, eliminating dilution of these incredible active ingredients, the Turmeric Company have produced a series of powerful drinks with 5 grams of turmeric in every bottle. They're leading the way in enabling people to reap the full benefits of nature's wonder ingredient. Details can be found at www.theturmericcompany.com. So welcome back to the um, second part of this this uh, podcast series today with, with Stephen Colker. In the first half, we, we, we talked about the early life and the feelings around football and his journey through the second half, I really want to delve in, in deeper, a lot deeper into, into, into the emotions of, 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 of your character being such a leader. You've always been a natural leader. You've had the armband at many clubs. I know you well. You know, I've had to train with you and train you as a client physically. You're relentless. Um, 
you go to most clubs and, and, and absolutely smash to pieces any fitness tests. Um, you set the standard. In, you know, we were laughing earlier about standards, and, and I could be a stickler for standards. I feel sorry for my partner, or you know, I've got my own businesses, and I'm a nightmare for standards. You know, it's mm. just relentless. Nothing's good enough. You know, yeah. so I want to delve into all of that. Um, so let's start. Uh, let Let's start now. You've gone through the Tottenham period, and you're now a pro. You're now trying to manage this yeah. this beast within. You're having success. You're on good money. Um, you're going onto the pitch and turning in big performances and you're starting to really believe in, you, in yourself. Yeah. But did you know yourself during that period? No, I would say I, I, I was a stranger, um, especially 17, 18, 19, where I had the, probably the best three years of, of my career, really. League One, Championship, Premier League, back-to-back and um, really enjoyed playing football. Um, you know, and off the back of that, earned an England call-up, got back to Tottenham, got back in, got, you know, got in the Olympics. Um, you know, everything was on the pitch was was amazing um off the pitch how i dealt with a fear um was was was, was gambling um was gambling was was women um you know escapism. was was pure escapism. pure escapism um you know I, you know as i touched on just for the break i i spoke openly in my article um about for somebody any, for any viewers anywhere else in the world who don't know about that article just just talk about that for yeah i i basically spoke um I'd done a sit-down interview with with a good friend at the Guardian, um, Dom, who who I could trust to do to do an honest piece and and, and do it as I said it, um, you know, not changing my words and 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 it was a raw piece and um, it it was difficult releasing the day before releasing it. I started to to think, oh no, I shouldn't do it, shouldn't do it, but but the people behind me and the people that matter um, support me through these things, and um, I wanted um, other people out there who are struggling as well to 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 know that they're not alone because um, I definitely felt alone in large periods of, of my career where um, you know alcohol gambling women was was my only form of comfort because I felt um, you know being at big clubs like Liverpool Tottenham that I I couldn't uh, be unhappy how was how is that possible how, how is that possible to be shame earning? around the fact that you're earning this money and yet yeah, of course you're earning this money you're living everyone's dream I was living what what I thought was my dream um, and that was that was probably the biggest thing was was this was supposed to be my dream what was you your know? dream what was your dream as a young seven-year-old as, as a, a footballer what would you have been your dream to represent Tottenham and Liverpool of course yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, so why that's, wasn't it your dream when you actually the reality of it exactly why? and that was the biggest question I was like it was like I didn't have to say to anybody else, oh, I feel this, I feel that. I was almost punishing myself because I, I shouldn't feel this way because uh, I, 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 you know, I'm earning great money, I'm, I'm living life at the top, I'm playing in all these games. You know, this is this is supposed to be amazing, but it just it just wasn't. Um, it just really wasn't, and I, and I was I was severely unhappy. And um, to to escape, I, I would do anything. Um, I would do anything to escape. And eventually, that caught up with me, and my performances dropped. Um, and and my career in the Premier League came to an end. And um, I'll tell you, it took me a long time to get over that. It took me a long time to, to, to get over that. Um, can, can, I, can I just interject? If, if during those periods when the fear, because mm. I, lo- I look at fear and fear is two things for me. It's our own, own fear. Mm. And I think the more gifted you are, the bigger the fears. Yeah. We talked about it last night when I arrived. I said, you know, I think you're in an amazing place today. And I really think the player that you are and your source is, is, is walking over a white line again over here in Turkey. And um, I really think the, f- the, the, f- the fear put on yourself by the knowledge of how good you can be, that deep knowing of actually the people who, who can achieve the biggest heights often have the biggest fear put on them by themselves. Yeah. 
Um, it's almost like you know how high you can go, and the fear is always going. You're never going to get there. You're never going to get there. You won't ever. You know. I would say, okay, we could look at it in a negative light, and we could definitely say that that fear, um, you know, creates a desire to escape because no one likes sitting in fear. Um, but I want to talk about it in a positive light. Having spent, I mean, what has it been two, two and a half years? Um, rock, rock bottom in terms of in terms of my career. Um, you know, on the pitch, it's it's been really, really tough. You know, I I, I took uh, you know not many people know I took I took a ninety five percent pay cut to to go to Dundee because yeah. I just wanted to enjoy playing football again. I was just that unhappy at QPR. I, I needed to get away and enjoy myself. And where were you living during that period? Tell, tell oh, I lived I lived I lived at my uncle's. Uh, I, I lived at my uncle's. He he had a room. He said, "Come and stay here." You know, you, you, nowhere you, underneath the mountains, isn't it? Beautiful place, beautiful place. And and the most important thing I had there is when I came up from training, I I had someone to have a laugh with. I had someone to go for a walk with. I had. I had yeah, I had that. I had love. I felt loved. Yeah. I felt part of the family. Um, I mean, I'm not somebody who could could easily go and live with somebody. I'm 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 very much the opposite. But but I just felt really at home there. And 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 it was it was an enjoyable six months off the pitch. You know, my life has has really taken a turn over the last few years off the pitch. Um, but it's been a real battle, proving to others that I'm changing. That it's possible to change because um, you know I get asked all the time, "Do you regret doing your article?" Um, and I said, on, many, on, on one hand, no. On one hand, no, because um, I owned my stuff. I, I put it out there. This is me. This is who I am. Um, and it helped numerous people. I mean, the amount of people that stopped me in the street um, just to shake my hand and say, thank you. You know, thank you for sharing that because I felt alone. I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. But if you can feel like that at the top, then then it's okay for me to feel this way. And a lot of people have seeked help off the back of it. A lot of people will come to me and, and, and ask for advice and um, just talk things through. And, and it, it's really, really nice to be, to be around for people like that. It's really, really nice. Um, on the flip side of that, in terms of football, in particular in England, mm. the stigma has in no way changed. Um, people uh, don't know how to talk to me. They don't know how to treat me. It's because like in your head, you are... You, you are those statements you know, times all that you are statements people will look at you I guess and go loose cannon can't be trusted uh, mentally will sign off ill when the going gets tough yeah they're the labels yeah. yet here I am sitting with you and I'm apparently whatever label I've been given today is elite performance coach working with young players in business yet you are one of the most one of the nicest, kindest human beings I know, yet with this incredible drive, easy to manage. I'm going to say, f for me, managing you would be the easiest job in the world. Because what do you need? You know, you said there you went home because you felt love after training. You felt love. Well, why didn't you feel the love at the training? Because for me, it would be easy just to sit you down and go, how are you, mate? You okay? And I understand. I had a player the other week, Steve, that I, I manage. He got sent off in a game. Think he's going to have a ban for that, and uh, he's, there's a lot of shame around it because of the incident. He retaliated; it was a little bit over the top, and he's had a lot of shame around that. And I was potentially one of the only ones who said, "I'm look, it's it's absolutely cool. Like you're now okay. You overstepped the line, but you'll probably do that another seven, eight times before the time you try. But yeah. you'll, you'll start to work. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. But don't lose what you are because yeah. that's a tragedy. Yeah. But you're going to take the odd ban. You're going to take the odd suspension. Yeah. Don't let people shame you for that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's an easy conversation. You know, I would say so. Yeah, I would say just just. But I'm very sensitive, so I understand. Yeah, like. yeah. I would say just having having a, having a conversation like you, like you said at the start, they're just asking how you are. Um, just asking without how you judgment. are. Without judgment. Of course, yeah. Without judgment, I think. Um, yeah, it almost goes without goes without saying. Um, I feel. I feel in, in the past when I have spoken with coaches, it, I haven't left the room feeling better. No. You know, that's 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 you know that's what I will say. I haven't left the room feeling any better. And how um, do you how do you leave? Great, yeah, it's a, it's almost a perfect cue, as my page here with about fifteen minutes to go says, recovery, twelve step recovery. How do you feel when you leave the rooms of recovery as as opposed to the room from a one to one with a coach and manager? Ninety nine percent of the time, apart from. The one in a hundred that, uh, that, that 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 doesn't go my way. I I really really enjoy going to to to, to meetings. Um, what do you get? I get identification. Um, I get uh, a sense of um, it's okay. I, I would say the, the the biggest feeling I leave I leave there is it's okay to have these thoughts. It's okay um, to, to to be struggling. It's okay and. And someone else will share that, and you know they 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 will talk about their life and their experiences, and you know from that I take I take hope in those who've who've turned their life around, um, and hopefully, you know at this stage I'm now somebody else who's passed on hope. I'm somebody else now passed on the message that um, that you you can turn it around, and that um, the answer isn't in the drink, the bet, the the woman, whatever 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 choice. You know, food, 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 food's a massive one. Well, food, food on a you know, food on a on a on a daily basis for people is, is a struggle and people ignore it. Um, well, we talk about filling the void, filling the hole, filling yeah. the hole in the soul, all the words around recovery, which yeah. obviously I've been through the 12 steps myself and you and I have sat in meetings. Again, I can say there's, there's, there's no place that makes me feel feelings. The voices stop, the noise quieting downs in my head. Yeah. And when I walk out that meeting, whether it's nine o'clock at night in the middle of the rain in November somewhere in some church hall, the voices are quiet. Yeah. And if someone can cut me up at the lights, yeah, that's okay, man. Yeah, let them go. Yeah. Whereas before going to that meeting, they cut me, cut me up in the lights. Yeah. yeah. I want to round them off the road. It, yeah, exactly you know that. <laughs> exactly that. And you know, you know, going back to just a little bit about the fear. I remember going to uh, my first meeting. I, I, I was scared. I was very scared. I was scared. I think just as anyone going to going to a meeting, I think it's it's quite a daunting process. But especially as a footballer, um, and at the time I was I was only nineteen, so I was playing Premier League was in and around the England squad 1920 so it, it was scary for me to go in there and, and, and fear how I'm going to be judged but you know some of these people that I've met in the rooms are now really really good friends of mine and you know some of these people are also lawyers musicians whatever you know top 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 people mm -hmm. and and it doesn't matter what their career is that's that's the most beautiful thing about that room I'm in a room where you just don't feel judged you know whether you just come off the street whether you're a lawyer whatever you are it, it it's it's okay because you're you're human. You're there. You're being honest, and you're there to get better. And I feel there's still a huge stigma around that, not just in football. It's still still today in 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 society, I feel there's there's a huge stigma around people that say, "Oh no, I don't want to drink or whatever." It's almost that double double look. You know, people are looking at you funny, and it's it's it used to be an issue until my my I'd say my self worth came back. I would say my self-worth had been completely stripped. But I, um, I can relate to that. I mean, as, you know, they say about addicts or people who end up escaping to that to that addictive point. It's the loss of self. Yeah. The loss of self, self-worth, self-value, self-belief, yeah. all yeah. the selves, yeah. the loss of them. Yeah. And I know I lost myself 
through just feeling like I'm, I, I, I can't be me. Mm-hmm. A, I can't have these thoughts. And these thoughts at times, if someone pulled my shirt, the voice would go stamp on him, yeah. headbutt him. Sometimes I listened to the voice, did it, got sent off, yeah. would be banished from the club. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the voice with 20 minutes to go would say, not over my dead body, we're losing this game. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to yeah. dig in. I am going to pull this back. I'm going to chase. I'm yeah. going to fight. I'm going to clash heads. And many times, no one would ever tell it to me, but I knew yeah. it was, I could see the fear in the other players and they were just wanting to get to the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. And there's a thing in me that says, nah. Yeah. So it's the same yeah. voice. Yeah. But unfortunately, when I fell off the line, I had no one to understand that voice and I'd be shamed and I'd be, you are bad. You are, you are, you are. Yeah. Well, I didn't know who I was by the end because yeah. I'm the, all these things. Yeah. This bad person. Yeah. The actions, I sh- you know, and, and do you know what I mean? So that, that loss of self. I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I had it the other day where um, I was speaking to um, a friend of mine who, who is, is, is a single mum. Mm. And she said, yeah, sometimes it's, 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 it's difficult. And straight away I said, but yeah, I'm, I know I'm really lucky and p- compared to other people. And I said, yeah, you are, but it's it's okay to to say it's difficult. I, I'm I'm sure it is difficult, and it it's just that concept. Yeah, my mum always says like you look at other people, you know, like you know, and it's like it's really interesting that um, I find that I get that, you know, that that sort of shame from people, and it's not her pointing fingers. People don't mean it in in, in a horrible way. It's just um, basically telling you it's not okay to feel. And and I'd say now the biggest change I've had is that you know. I, I do. I, it's okay to be me, and um, I take pride in who I am. I take care of my appearance as my as my self worth, you know, comes back. And you know, I want to be fit, and I wa- and I want to be all these things. And there's a huge amount of acceptance that that what's happened is is gone, and I'm not still hanging on to that that Premier League. Oh, I want to be back there. I want to be back there. I want to be back there. If I get back there, then then great, then amazing. But but for now, it's just a day at a time, and and. Go on, you want to come in? Go on. No, sorry, I was just actually yeah. adjusting my chair. No, no, no. Yeah. It's today, it's today. Um, but but today it's it's I'm just rather than looking at the the, the whole two year three year plan and okay, it's great to have goals. Um, but I think sometimes some goals can add pressure, and with that they become disappointment, and you know all of all 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 of that that comes with it. I feel like day to day, if I give my best, I feel like the rest will take care of itself. That's what it did when I was 17, 18, 19. The rest just took care of itself. And Let, um, Let's jump in there then. It's yeah. perfect timing. Yeah. So what you're saying is, if, and I totally agree again, you know, working with people as a performance coach, trying to get them to hit their, hit their best. These people, I've had many young clients who come to me with these goals. Hmm. And I said, there's a, distinct vis- there's a distinct difference for me between vision and goals. Mm-hmm. Vision is a feeling of where I can go, my potential to yeah. achieve. So today I sit here and say I have a vision of, I have a vision deep inside of one day being seen as a, as a, as a top guy in my field. Yeah. Whoever judges that. I yeah. just have that vision. But I don't have a goal to get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a goal to get there. Yeah. There's no timeline on it. Yeah. So it brings us into recovery. Step one of the recovery process yeah. is I surrender. Yeah. Yeah. I surrender. I'm yeah. powerless. Yeah. I am powerless yeah. over. Yeah. And that's what you were saying there, really. Exactly that. Powerless um, over performance, powerless over alcohol, powerless over drugs, powerful over whether she loves me, powerful over whether he picks me, yeah. powerful over whether they like me, power, powerless over... <laughs> yeah, I mean, look look, look where we're sat today. Um, 
I just think, <laughs> like, admiring this view and, and you know, you spent, what, you've been here obviously 24 hours, but, you know, you, you've said to me numerous times, what a place. And it, and it is absolutely beautiful. And when I, when I came here, um, it was actually a trial. It was, it was, it was, it was a trial, um, a few day trial. Okay, come here, show us what you're about, you know, because we can't understand your CV suggests that you're a good player. Liverpool, Tottenham, Southampton, Cardiff, Swansea, England, Olympics. But you've, you've just left Dundee and you, you've been nowhere for six months. What, 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 what have you been doing? Like, come, come here. And, and the coach here is someone who has lived a similar life to me uh, and, 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 didn't judge me for my past. And he was a top player, right? Top, top player. Top, top Turkish player. Turkish player. Um, the, the, the nicknamed the Turkish Zidane. Yeah. You know, a, a real good player. Um, and he just said, okay, come and show me. And it was the first manager to do that. To just say, okay, come and show me. Just just come and show me. Because a lot of managers, no, 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 I'm sorry. You know, you, you've had this past experience. No, I'm sorry. I can't take that risk. I can't take that risk. I can't. I'm saying, yeah, but you're, you're bottom of the championship. You're bottom of, you know, you... you you know the team's the team's losing. Can I just have a chance to come in on trial? Can I just sh- no, no, no? I'm sorry, that's that's not going to happen. And I reached out to a lot of managers to to ask for that opportunity, to ask for um, just to be able to showcase myself, really. And did you, I, ever, did you ever have an opportunity to sit down and go? You know, I, I always find it, and I found it with me. Like, there's my CV. Mm. There's my attributes: six foot four, mm. six foot five, six foot five. Yeah. And all I've all I'm guilty of. If whoever's the judge and jury, all I'm guilty of is is messing up, yeah, yeah. making mistakes, yeah, yeah, running and, away. And so as it's almost like these people are saying, "Well, I've never run away. Yeah, I've never made a mistake. Yeah, I've never." <laughs> I feel <laughs> like one of the biggest. I feel like one of the biggest issues was, you know, has been actually opening up and talking about it. Mm. And I feel, um, you know, Saturday today, I'm not sure I would encourage too many other youngsters to 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 do the same. Um, reach out, speak to somebody. Absolutely. 100% don't do not suffer alone um, there's so much help out there um, you might need to find the right help you might need to, to try 10 15 therapists 20 therapists you know to find the one um, I did you know I went through several therapists until I found the one okay this guy gets me I, I really really relate to him I really identify to him um, and he's you know become a good friend now as well um, it, it might be that case but but I just and you, feel and you can say to him I am afraid absolutely uh, I feel less than I'm scared of the future. Yeah. Could those young players that potentially we're reaching out to and I'm working with, yeah. <laughs> could they go to their, anyone within that football club and say, there might be someone, in my experience, and I'm going to put it on yeah. the line, only today I was having conversations while you were training. Yeah. I pretty much know the young player that shared with me this morning couldn't go to a member of his staff and say, I'm, I am terrified yeah. that I'm not good enough. I'm yeah. terrified that... <sighs> Feel in any, in it, like we said at the start, in any workplace, you know, obviously mm. both being, you know, you've been ex football, myself, current footballer, we, you know, the, we're talking about football here in the main, but it, I feel in any walk of life, it's Absolutely. it's an uncomfortable conversation for people to have. And um, I feel until that sort of changes, then people are, are going to continue to abuse drugs, abuse alcohol, abuse. Underperform. You know, underperform. Uh, of course, get underperform. Lost, get lost, get lost from the game it. of football, be sacked, be fired, end up. Absolutely. The lower leagues, the conference. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I know, I know you are someone yourself. I've, I've sat with homeless hundreds of times up London, and I'm, I'm, I'm on the train back, and I'll get out of the station, and then be, you know, a homeless man sat there, and I'll sit and talk with them, and I just think when you, when you sit and talk to these people, you think like they have so much understanding and so much about them that 
it's, it's such a shame to see somebody in that situation and often how they get there is 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 similar to how you know we live our lives and just one or two things have gone different for them and they find themselves on the street and, and when you're there trying to rebuild it's so difficult because i don't feel like as a society we're offering a hand no, you know no. i don't feel like we're offering a hand to these people and i feel like by giving by giving by helping by talking and and and, and sitting with these people i feel that not only helps them it also helps me it helps remind me of of one um where i've been and two where i can easily end up if i want to continue down that path um which you know thankfully you know as, as i was touching on a couple of minutes ago you know looking around where we are today um i could have gone and signed for for, for many clubs during that during that six months of, of of unemployment but nothing felt right nothing felt right for me and it was important that during that period um something something stayed with me in the higher power sense something that i had faith that something will come right and you know sat here today this is this is it couldn't be better you know i really enjoy being here i enjoy the fresh start um and it and it's worked itself out but it's obviously difficult during that period not to just take what's there because fear the fear is overwhelming you know i've got bills to pay i've got mortgages you know the fear at that t at moment, just go and sign for Bradford, just go and sign for Swindon, just just go to Holland, just 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 hate this deal, just go to go to Bucharest. My bags are packed at one point to go to Romania, mm -hmm. and it's it, it's so difficult, you know, when you're in that situation, not to panic and not to just take what's there. But um, like I said at the start, if you do the right thing each day, um, then I believe now I'm, I'm I, I fully believe that 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 you know, nature will take its course and, and things will turn out okay. Yeah. There's obviously a massive uh, media scramble at the moment with uh, Prince William coming out last week and, and talking about um, the epidemic in football, of mental health issues, young players. But, but for me, the, the normal stuff we talked about, being released at the end of your contract as an 18-year-old, um, injuries. And look, both are tough things. We've both had injuries, both been released and been out of work and struggling as you've recently. And the fear yeah. is huge. But I still think the massive missing thing, the big thing that will not change for me, it cannot change, it will not change, however much money is going to be put at it, and I've done coach education this season and all this stuff that I'm doing, until the education changes, until coaches understand why, understand themselves. Today you sit here and you're... I've known you for a long time now. You, you genuinely are at peace. I've seen the, de the way you've dealt with situations out here They've, you're playing for a good team with good players here, and there's been weeks where you haven't been in the side so far. But the way you've dealt with that is 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 you felt the feelings, felt the crippling pain a winner like you has not to be in the team, but you've dealt with it. You felt the fear, and you haven't let then gone onto the training pitch and pitch and let the fear overwhelm you. I've got to show him. I've got to show him. I've got to. Uh, how dare you've just gone? Okay, well, go again. Yeah, me at my maximum. Go again. But you felt the feelings, and uh, and, and I think until. Until the education changes, until society changes and people, leaders actually look at themselves and go, I am scared, guys, as well. That identification, you use the word identification. The only tool I've got as a coach, I'm not a psychologist, is I can identify with players' feelings. I can identify with business leaders' feelings, yeah. terrified, yeah. not feeling good enough, yeah. questioning their instincts. Yeah. Do, do you know, so yeah, that's the only way all this stuff's going to change, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah absolutely. Um, Finishing with a, a, another five minutes, but I want to talk about tw 12 steps and quickly bash through that step one, two, three, step one, I'm powerless over whatever. 
Yeah. Step two, I come to believe in something greater than me. And step three, step three, I'm I'm going to stop doing it my way. I'm not going to stop thinking I can control everything and I'm running the show. And I if I yeah. No, sorry, just to come in please, on that one, I feel please. like step three for me for me has been the most important. Um, step two, I think, has has really taken course, especially in the last six months. Um, but but definitely step three for me is uh, is the most important one. You know, you touched on there that there's some weeks I'm not inside here, and and my my reaction, if you go back to Tottenham, was that's it, my season's done. You know, <laughs> first game of the season away to Newcastle, my whole season's done now. I'm out of the squad. That's it, finished. Here I've been on the bench, and I've said, okay. Okay, this hurts. This this really hurts. Uh, I thought I played well last week, but okay, okay, okay. The managers make the decision. I respect that, and I've trained harder and harder and harder, and 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 sat with it and accepted it. And the week later, I'm in the team, and it's like it's it's that doesn't work that way every way. Of course, sometimes it could be three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, however long it might take. But the difference in my reaction means that I'm now ready for that opportunity when it comes. And Many coaches yeah. would just tell people to react like that and psychologists would say, well, all yeah. you have to do yeah. when that happens is just understand <laughs> that the manager makes his choices. Yeah. And you know what? For, yeah. for, for many players, they, they can react like that and they yeah. can be okay. I used to look around. Why yeah. did it hurt me so much? Yeah. Why did I literally want to go home, shut the curtains yeah. and catastrophize? Yeah. My life is over. Absolutely. Don't Why? forget, you've, you've got the players that, you know, that the people do, are happy earning a wage are happy that yeah. you know their house is good and their their family's fine and I don't judge them we're, we're just different people I'm just I'm just not that person I'm somebody who who wants to be a part of the team and be a part of a winning team and I'll drive that day in day out till till we get there and um I'm really really thankful I just want to say that that you know the lessons I've had have come so so young mm. um a lot of people I sit around in recovery say to me that's I never, I never, you know, there's been many moments where I punch them in the face when they said to me, oh, you're so lucky to be here so young. And you're I said, so yeah, of course, of course, yeah, everyone else is out there having a great time. And I'm sat here at 23, 24, sat next to you. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's brilliant. But I now truly understand what they mean mm -hmm. because I'm now uh, sat here at, at 27 with a completely different mindset and I'm able to be a better father, a better son, uh, a, a better all-round human being, a better friend. I mean, as I said, at the start, you know, I'm, I'm here to to help other people now and it, and it's 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 nice you know it's nice to be able to give back and share my experience you know as you would do you well, know there's many there's many days in there i mean you go back to when you were 25 and we were in the woods training in between mm. clubs when you were signed off with mental health issues and, and you were training by yourself uh, felt very discarded and we were training and uh, i said um it's quite incredible you're at 25 and already got all this you're on this journey of wisdom that i didn't start till 33 it was too late for me. My career had finished before I learned what I've, it's made me a, a, a great coach, but not, I can't get it back. Yeah. I, I get the feeling you on a football pitch, you're still going to have an amazing eight, nine, ten years, whatever you want yeah. as a player yeah. and then do whatever you do. Yeah. Um, are you start? do you, do you realize you're a leader? Could you say that about yourself? Yeah, I, I would say, and why? Uh, what is it for you? I would say that, that there is, there is a distinct difference and I, you know, I own that um, now. Where I see it in certain players, um, I see it in certain individuals. You know, um, and I also see the people that are happy just to go along with it. You know, they don't mind where we eat, they don't mind where we go on holiday, they don't mind Everyone's whether late. you walk or get a taxi. <laughs> you know, and that's absolutely fine to, to be that way. Um, I'm just different. I'm, I'm wired differently. I, I, I want to. You know, I know what I want to do, and and um, I want 
I'll go to any length to, to do it. Do you know I mean, there's a lot of conviction with that. And um, you'll find that, that people um, like that energy when it's a positive energy. Of course, like we spoke about, you know, we can use it. We can use it in, in, in a negative way or a positive way. And, you know, I'm very thankful to be using it in a positive way today. And you could drag a lot of people with you and a lot of people, you know, want to be around that energy and, 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 and jump on board. So I definitely say, yeah, that 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 um, I can lead. And, you know, part part of, you know, why I did that article was because, you know, I wanted to go out there and, and send a message and say, look, th this is happening. Um, this is happening for me. I'm sure it's happening for many other people. And and, 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 and don't be afraid to, to, to talk about it. Um, you know, like I said, it, publicly, it's, it's it's your own decision. Um, but but talk to, talk about it to someone um, close to you. Talk about it to a therapist. You know, there's, 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 there's lots of help out there. And I feel, you know, it's almost happening I feel like every every week there, there's 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 suicides there's you know public suicides I mean mm. the suicide rate in England alone is, it's is the biggest is killer under the age of 35 I think or 40 for men yes it's the biggest single killer and they project by 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 2000 I heard the 2020 or 2030 will be the single biggest killer in the world it's an epidemic so so I so on that note mm. you know if my career's done anything you know okay the house the cars all these things mm. that you know mm. people want to have. Yeah. That's that's all irrelevant. If if I if I've been put on this earth to have a career in which I've able, you know had to have a platform to speak and tell people that you know these are the issues and I may have helped one or two or three or four people, whatever it is, like that's that's enough for me. Like that that's that's amazing to have to have made a difference. And I you know obviously um, you know it's something that I, as I do I do I do have pride in today. You know it's something that um, I won't be shamed over anymore. Steve, it's uh, we, we, we can sit and talk. We have done. It was you who inspired me starting this podcast series a couple of years ago because of the chats we often had when we were sitting talking. I thought there's such value in this for, for, for people. You know, as we're, so I'm gonna, we've got to wrap it up now. We're getting towards the hour. So um, I just wanted to say, you know, I I didn't know you that long, two, two years, really three years before I invited you to be an usher at my wedding. I did that because I looked around the other people in my life and thought, I don't have anybody I respect as much or, or pe that many people that I respect that much. I'd already seen that characters in, characteristics in you. I think you're a great man. You're a great friend. I think you're a great footballer, top, top footballer. I think you're a great person. Um, I'm genuinely happy to see you. I'm genuinely happy to see you at peace, to see you dealing with the voices today. And you're still young enough, easily young enough to come back and have everyone go, my God, what a top player he is. So... Um, the gift is the curse, um, and we all pray that by the end of it we can we can somehow manage that. Um, Appreciate that, Drew. Thank you. No worries. I, wa I wanted to finish actually. I'm going to finish this podcast with a, with a, with a little prayer slash poem, and, and I just reach out there. And I'm going to stay it. May the universe grant us the serenity and internal peace to accept to accept all parts of ourselves and the things we just cannot control. The courage to follow our guts, our hearts, and our instincts, and be who we were born to be. And finally, the wisdom to know the difference. Thanks for listening.